Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earned it. Yeah, got it. Okay. I like how it lets me know that. I'm recording so too, but um, so as a backup, but you are probably recording. Fellas, how are you? Timmy, welcome I, back, man. Oh, man. He's kind of back. He's kind of back. He's back from Utah, but he has moved to a secondary uh, isolated uh, location, yeah. apparently. I have, I have emerged from the Utah wilderness. Uh, I'm now hunkered down in a uh, undisclosed location uh, near Boston. That's all I can say at this point. Um, but boy, Utah people, what a what a state, <laughs> huh? <laughs> ben, you've been there. I did. I really enjoyed traveling around to Utah. It's great. Jeff Jeff Simons, have you been there yet? I have. I've been to the major places. I actually, I uh, my college girlfriend was from salt lake city so i spent a month in salt lake city after graduation and uh got to know the provo area pretty well and uh uh shot fireworks off in the uh bonneville salt flats and did all kinds of stuff oh that's really cool well welcome to 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys uh tim jeff and ben are back in the world of of Wi-Fi, like acceptable Wi-Fi. Thank God, because I'm sure the cards and letters have been rolling in of what a crap oh, job yeah, no, Ben sure. and I Without did. Without you, Timmy, we were lost. We were <laughs> lost. Uh, that was a really frustrating recording experience. But you, you know, know what the worst part was, Timmy? We never found out uh, what that guacamole was. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, we're we're kind of artists. And artists put out their art, and sometimes it lands, and sometimes it doesn't. So, so Ben, I'll ask you: Did the Who ever put out an album that didn't really connect? <laughs> I am not going to answer that question. That's okay, just going to reach from California to here to choke me. Nah, Jeff, Jeff Simons, did the Rolling Stones ever swing and miss? Never, an album? never. Everyone a banger. I, I was thinking about it. Like, was last week's episode an example of artists swinging and missing, or just like Gen Xers who show up to work? And I don't care if it's four degrees and the power <laughs> is out, but I'm supposed to be here, and I'm going to be here. I felt like it was it was proof of our journeyman work ethic. These are three men who will yeah. keep chipping away at the wall, 
with a spoon if that's what they're supposed to do. And that's what I felt like last week's episode was, was trying to, to tear down a brick wall right. with a salad fork. That's so very impressive, put, Jeff. I like turning failure into success. That's, that's what good. I'm saying. We put, saying. we put out a podcast every Wednesday. Uh, come hell or high water or page Arizona. That's going to be the new slogan for the show. Yeah. <laughs> try we and stop us. Anything. We should have t-shirts that say, try and stop us, page Arizona. I think that would be great. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Um, welcome to 50 Years of Music with 50 Year Old White Guys on the Electricast podcast network. Uh, we have been so fortunate in putting this podcast together over the last couple of years. Let's just keep our fingers crossed, uh, crossed that none of the, the, the big wigs listened to last week's episode. <laughs> that, that would keep our luck going. Jeff Simons, welcome to 2018. Hit us with the Grammy winning album of 2018. It would be a pleasure in this case to do so. Oh, I bet you think you're John Wayne Showing up and shooting down everybody You're classic in the wrong way And we all know the end of the story Cause everyone Shit, that won the Grammy this year. I had no idea. Yeah, how about that? Well, they were fucking well, on fire this year because didn't Childish Gambino win Song of the Year? Yeah, he sure yeah. did. Oh, good I year was, for I, the Grammys. I really, really, really like. Uh, I mean, this record would have been my album of the year, but I chose it as Song of the Year. So, um, for slow. So this, so this was the album where you called your your family and said, "Casey Musgraves made the leap. She's made totally, the leap. totally. Yeah, the whole record's great. I mean, Slow Burn is in its own category." The whole record's great. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and this is uh, a great Bonnie remember. This is when she released all of those bouncing uh, earth balls on us. Yeah, and, totally. and The big end of set, like, I, this, I don't even love the sound of this track, but I love this track. It's fun as hell. Jeff Simons, what's the name of that song you chose? It's called High Horse. Well, well, well. It just so happens... That I was on a high horse this past week in Bryce Canyon, where the entire Plain family went on a trail ride through Bryce Canyon. First of all, shout out to Cowboys, because that hurts after a while. Hurts my butt, hurts my knees, but we're not here to talk about me. (laughs) We're here to talk about horse songs. Because there I was on Clyde. Great. Shout out to Clyde. Great horse slash mule. Um, Clyde. 
had me singing horse songs throughout the trail ride. And I was wondering, you guys have horse songs that you like and songs that you dislike with bad horse songs. Jeff Simons, you want to start us off? Uh, I'll do my top five favorite <laughs> horse songs. You're going to go with good ones first. Not yeah, bad. I want top number- five. I Hold want on, to- let's just, just go ahead and tell us. There's an obvious answer for the worst song about a horse. Oh, yeah, but we're all okay. going to agree on that. So I'm not going to bother. Just do good. Let's start bad. Let's start right, negative. The worst song about horses is A Horse Ever. With No Name by America. Easily. That is correct. Easily. Is correct. In fact, my hot take is that song ruins using horses in a song like all of (laughs) these songs i'm gonna name transcend the use of horses because the songs are so good but once i heard a horse with no name i was like i don't ever want to hear a song about a horse ever again a horse with no name is is boring and lazy it rips off neil young It 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 just commits so many atrocities and it's so popular it's, I hear yeah. that song against my will a hundred times a year. I I really hate that song. And well, I and assume you both your, agree. Your college yes. band where you are not in charge of picking the songs. Did no. They play, did they, did they play Sister no. Golden Hair? They or played Sister no Golden Hair. There's a great story of that. Uh, the drummer <laughs> and I, the drummer and I hated that Sister Golden Hair song. And everybody, it was totally democratic. Everybody just got to pick two songs and that was a show. And so it was the most schizophrenic set ever. But right before we were about to do Sister Golden Hair, the drummer looks at me and says, just follow me. And he counts it off double time. And we, do, <laughs> we did Sister Golden Hair at, at like 130 BPMs. Like, doom, ba, ba, doom, boom, ba. So the, the speed of the singing was, well, I woke up there this morning and I was so damn depressed. And we're that sounds pretty good. So I just dig in. I'm just going like ant whistle, like boom, ba-do-do-do-do. and everybody else in the band is like, boy, that seems a little fast. But the lead singer <laughs> knew what we were doing. And so he was cursing us out. Like he would be like, will you meet me? And they turn around, fuck you. And he was so mad. I actually thought he was going to take a swing at us. It was, it's one of my favorite college band memories of all time. Uh, along with the topic of bad horse songs, one of my favorite things to do when tasked with this sort of thing is I just look up best horse songs and then <laughs> yeah, all of sure. the selections are so bad. So needless to say, on this blog, the very first one is Horse With No Name. It, yeah. So yeah. There's, like, there's like 15 entries of best horse ones. And as soon as I see the one that's got Horse With No Name, it's the first one. I'm like, oh, this is my guy. I yeah. love this guy. Dude, Horse With No Name, number one. And then two, three, four, five, oh. and six, and seven all have the same name. Can you guess what the name of the song is for the next Six songs. Oh, my God. What what do you mean? It's covers? They're all the same same name of songs. Only two of them are the same song, meaning that's the same name, but not the same song. God, I have no idea. Wild Horses. Okay, so number two, Wild Horses by Garth Brooks. Oh! Number three, (laughs) Wild Horses by Tina Marie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Number four, Wild Horses by Perry Como. And I just want to know, yeah, we have not go. gotten to the Rolling, the Rolling Stones, Stones or the U2 Wild Horses song. Oh, my God. Number five, Wild Horses by Natasha Bedingfield. 
Number six, nice. we finally get the Rolling Stones Wild Horses. That's it's six, their heads out. Number six. I know. I know. Isn't that amazing? There's five songs about horses he prefers <laughs> to the, the Rolling Stones, including four ones called Wild Horses. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and then Wild Horses by LaBelle, which is a cover of the Rolling Stones Wild Horses. And then oh just to God. close it out for me, number eight, Heavy Horses by Jethro Tull. And I was like, I have to kill myself. I can't read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would give up, by the way, honorable mention to Old Town Road, which I really hate. And it's oh, for sure. Although song. it doesn't have the word horse in the title. Horses kind of. That's kind a of song about here. horses. But I thought Tim would really would, would think I was breaking. Uh... Anyway, uh other songs I like, we've named Wild Horses by the Stones, which is a classic. I love that Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses song by U2. And I specifically love a remix. There's a Temple Bar remix yes. of that song. Yes, yes, That is better than the one on Octung Baby, which I just, it might be my favorite U2 song post-Joshua Tree. It is so good. Wow. Um, that's a big statement. I Love Horses by Ricky Lee Jones. That was mine. That's that my song. selection. That's the great, I mean... That's, that's Wait, an amazing that album can Flying you, Cowboys. Can you oh. play a little? I don't know that song. Okay, yeah. And while I'm playing that song, we've talked about the song already on this uh podcast, but Brandy Carlisle's Broken Horses is yeah. phenomenal. And Terrific. then Tim, my number five is I believe your number one. My number one, Echo and the Bunny Men. Bring on the dancing horses. Do you know that one, Timmy? I was I mean, do you know that one, Ben? It. Sorry. No, I don't know that one. <laughs> All right, well, here's, oh. here, here's Ricky Lee Jones. We will fly way up high Where the cold wind blows Or in the sun Laughing, having fun With all the people that you know And if the situation Should keep us separated you know the world won't fall apart And you will free the beautiful bird That's caught inside your heart Can't you hear her? Oh, she cries so loud Yes, to wild notes Over water and cloud That's the way it's gonna be Little darling We'll be riding So good. That is a great example of a song that changes keys for the chorus and it isn't too muso because the song goes from the key of C to the key of F for the chorus. It's pretty slick. That's a good song. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Great album. That That's a great yeah, record. The whole record is great. Totally. I can't Ricky remember the year of that, but that was that was a close call on the album. Eighty nine. That's a nineteen eighty nine classic, right there. Well, what's terrific about our podcast is is that we don't just go year by year. We sometimes go theme by theme. Check us out next week. Favorite songs about dogs. <laughs> oh God, that was a joke. We're not. I hope so. <laughs> We're not really doing that. All I can say is bow wow wow yippee yo yippee. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I know. <laughs> so what about you, Ben? You got any other horse songs? So I was at the horses was mine. Okay. I just want to say that you guys froze as I made my dog joke, and I just got 
crickets for for five seconds. Oh no, and we were like we were giggling. It was a brilliant joke. Don't worry. From from the get go, you were giggling. I'm not I'm not insecure. I was just clarifying. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it landed instantly as a hilarious bit. All right. Well, the events of 2018. You know, I I feel that on this podcast, I have had moments where I've been anti-Trump. So I am going to try not to do that here as we review 2018. So there were a number of summits that Trump held in 2018 Instead of doing something snarky or mean-spirited or critical, I want you guys to pick which one of these summits would make the best musical if it were made into a musical. Can we talk about um, favorite Clydes instead? Because that was the name (laughs) of the horse you were on. Because I've got Walt Clyde Frazier. That's number one. Uh, that's number and number one. two is Clyde, yeah. the orangutan in Clint Eastwood's. Oh, uh, no, no, dude, you got the wrong two. Uh-oh. Number two is Clyde, the ghost in Pac-Man. Oh, no, no question. <laughs> number three is Clyde, the orangutan, and every which way but loose. And number four is Clyde Drexler, Clyde, the Clyde that, Drexler. That is terrific. Yeah, <laughs> and then number five is my horse. Yes, Clyde the horse. There you go. Top five clients. Uh, Clyde. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Uh, Trump had a, a meeting in Helsinki with Vladimir Putin, where he tried to uh, improve relations between the United States and Russia. He had a, a summit meeting in 2018 with Kim Jong-un to improve relations with North Korea. He had a summit, uh, a World War I uh, commemoration in um, France. Uh, This is the one where he didn't go to the cemetery because it was raining. Uh, And then a NATO summit in Germany where he threatened to leave NATO. Uh, If you could picture a musical and the the pace and the breadth of a musical, which one would make the best musical? The NATO one, because you could call it Nate No which is a great name for musical. <laughs> See what I did there? That's my pick. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> oh, Jeff. See, you don't even like musicals, but I've got a real sense for what would be the best material. It's obviously the Helsinki one. It's a heartbreaking story. Just sad, unrequited love. Uh, uh-huh. One of the uh-huh. characters wears a dog collar. It's like held at bay <laughs> by the other character. <laughs> And then you got to have that, a, Doesn't that happen in Rent also? <laughs> you got to have a song for the interpreter, like understanding everything from afar. Yeah. Okay. Um, what NCAA event happened in 2018 that hadn't happened after 135 opportunities? Oh, is that where there was a rematch in the finals at the NCAA basketball tournament? 
It was not a rematch in the NCAA basketball tournament. It was the first time since the bracket went to 64 teams that a number 16 team upset number one. number one. UMBC. Uh, that is correct. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. That was awesome. Uh, beats Virginia. Do you remember, Jeff Sarge, did they beat Virginia on like some miracle last second shot? They beat Virginia like <laughs> rented mules. It was unbelievable. <laughs> they were up like hey, 20 at one point. Cl- it was phenomenal. Clyde, Clyde, is, Clyde is listening, please. I thought so Clyde was out. a horse. <laughs> he doesn't know that either. Okay. Uh, ben Barton, do you remember that game? Oh, I remember all? it really vividly. That's fantastic. I mean, I did feel just, bad. I mean, I felt yeah. bad for Virginia. I, I did feel pity for them. Like I would have much preferred that it happened at Duke. Yeah. Um, and Virginia's like part of the reason they lost is because they just overachieved and were a really well coached team. And so that made me sad. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they had a transfer from Tennessee on that team too, who I liked. So that would hurt my feelings. Oh, uh, fun. Okay. Uh, like, I can't right. wait for a 16 to beat Duke. That's what but I'm I mean. Like, like, do you remember how low budget, like UMBC's uniforms looked like a high school team? Like they weren't all yeah, the same exact yeah. color. A couple of them were like faded from the washing machine. <laughs> like that was amazing. Like they, oh, yeah, they no, were the dude. most unlikely 16 to do it. They weren't like a undervalued, like NCA and T who's been to the tournament 14 times yeah. or like Ivy. I mean, they're just a state college satellite campus, just kicking UVA's ass. That, I mean, and I picked UVA to win the whole thing that year. So my whole bracket went up and spoke and I was rooting oh, for right, UMBC right. five minutes in. I was like, this is unbelievable. These guys are going to so, uh, run them out of the gym. The uh, I took a screenwriting course with a guy named Scott Myers, who you may remember from uh, the screenplay for K9 with Jim Belushi. Very nice. Huge, huge UVA fan, uh, just out of this world. And oh my God, his reaction! Like he, they finally, they finally had a shot. They're finally like legitimate. And to go down to the sixty, I didn't even, I couldn't even speak to him. That was awesome. It I was, have a friend who went to two friends who went to UMBC's law school. So they were oh, dancing. Oh, fun. So. They must have been excited. All right. Well, let's get to the number one album of 2018. Speaking of musicals. I just have to preface this by saying I've never heard of this. I had no idea this existed. Like if you had, if you put a gun in my family's head and asked me to give you any information about this, they would all be dead. And this song's been listened to 700 million times. So <laughs> I'm not out, sure I belong in a podcast about culture. The loop. Here we go. <laughs> I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say No one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us For we are glorious When the sharpest words want to cut me down yeah, let's go. 
Jeff, I'm completely with you, man. I looked that up and I Let's had no, like, no idea what the hell that was. I like wow. I, to quote Homer Simpson. I can see why this is so popular. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the bearded lady singing one of the most emotionally wrenching songs of the uh, of the movie. I mean, this is this is Hugh Jackman, uh, Zendaya. Uh, what's the Zac Efron? Huge movie. Where were you guys? I was so this doing year, literally I'm looking else. at the top 10 biggest selling albums in the world. Yeah. And uh, Greatest Showman, number one. Yep. God. Number two and number three are BTS albums. Ah, I, yes. I did I've listen them, to, though. but have no, right. Right. Star is Born, number four, which would have made me really happy. I actually love, I don't like, I love that soundtrack. Okay. Honey Halliday, Mon Pays de l'Amour. Sorry, what? Not just crickets. Ed Sheeran, yep. then Queen okay. Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. Oh, oh boy. Oh Pink boy. Beautiful Trauma, Eminem Kamikaze, and number 10, the Mamma Mia Here We Go Again soundtrack. Boy, that oh, might be the worst God. top 10 in the history of music. <laughs> and also, so many throwbacks and weird soundtracks. What God, a right, weird. Right. America's weird. We're all so weird. No, no, that's that the, the world. world. That was the that world. Was the world. Uh, the world. Well, the world's weird, weird too. Yeah, that, that sucks, by the way. That That's 700 million. That that sounded like the uh, the music behind the 1980s light beer commercial. Like, oh, that sounded like... So. That's exactly what that sounded like. With that, like... I can only hope that my daughters do not listen to the 2018 album episode of our podcast because they will come after you jeff Sivers. bring it they can come for plain me too. children that's bring it <laughs> form a human pyramid and come at me bro because that was terrible in a world of unlikable musicals like i can't like listen in all the best musicals you can play the best yes. song i can't yeah. hum that song right now right and i just listen to it for a minute like, do you, I, th- uh, I'll wake up in the morning and there's like musical songs in my head, even though I don't like musicals because wait, I was the earworms. Name? What was the name of that song, Jeff? Right. You don't even remember the name of the song. It, it's like, like here I defense. am, right? It's it's the big uh, eye moment of every musical. Like, never mind. All right. I can sing five songs from the Cat soundtrack right now and I can't <laughs> sing any of that. Oh, that. That goes well with the Donald Trump musical, right? Because he loves... <laughs> Right, like they had someone who came in and started playing memories whenever he got upset. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's true. That was a recent revelation. Oh my god! Yeah. So like Saul, like like Paul playing the liar for Saul. They had somebody come in and play the mem- memories on the piano. That is outstanding. Yeah, he brought a little boombox. Apparently, he was like the music guy, and would they come brought to a boombox and play cats. That's amazing. It makes me love him a hundred times more than I did. And since I love him negative a million, that's not a lot. <laughs> um oh by the way oh shoot i'm turning my cue card over here because of our uh you know extensive prep um i forgot to talk about wildfire do you guys remember that song from 1975 oh sure about the horse that runs away yeah that song that's 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 a horrible song <laughs> a horrible song it's his bad right. wreck of the edmund fitzgerald it's like one of those tragic <gasps> songs how dare you Okay, let's um, <laughs> let's move on before things get any more acrimonious. Actually, this will bring us to a, a lovely moment in the podcast history. I am only going to say 
two numbers in regards to 2018. And those numbers are 107 and 107. Does that mean anything to anyone here? 107 and 107. No. That was the score when J.R. Smith (laughs) and instead of going back up with it to get the win, J.R. Smith thinking that Cleveland had the lead dribbled out to half court with LeBron James saying, what are you doing? Yep. Uh, The best part is when you can read J.R. Smith's lips and he looks at me and goes, we didn't win. That's my favorite part. Because <laughs> he's Jared Smith's ready for a hug. And, and LeBron James is looking at him like, what is wrong with you? He goes, we didn't win. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, since 2018, I thought, oh, my God, that cost them the series. Because if they had won the first yeah, no. that in Golden State, they would have won the whole thing. But no. recent history tells me. That winning the first game or even the first uh, and third games do not guarantee uh, you does not mean you will win the series. Congratulations, Jeff Simons, to your Golden State Warriors uh, on their 2022 championship. Oh, I right. wish I did not have a rooting interest in that series at all, but I can tell uh-huh. you that. Watching former Nick J.R. Smith become a key cog <laughs> on a championship game. I was I like, how is this possible? This guy was such a goofball. Like he was like out all night. He kept doing stupid things over and over again as a Nick. And then he like apparently had turned it around as a calf. And I was like, what is going yeah. on here? Like, was I wrong? Was there something about the team? But nope. J.R. Smith turned out to be J.R. Smith. Can anybody tell me? Time. Can anybody tell me what J.R. Smith is doing right now? Because I happen to he, know he's playing golf for uh, North Carolina A and T. He went yes, back to college because he only played one year of college ball. He has three years of uh, NCAA eligibility, eligibility, and he plays varsity golf for North Carolina A and T. And he so he's bought them all new clubs degree. and bought them yeah. all new putters, and they're having the greatest time ever on the North Carolina A <laughs> and T golf team. I love yeah, that about it's him. It's awesome. Well, that is a good end to the story for sure. Yep. I also love Steph Curry getting uh, getting his degree this year. Yep. Like, well, you're the one finishing who it, it out. I, you went to Game Four, did you not, sir? Uh, yeah. Oh, we well, were, up, internet, we were up then, right? I'm sorry, I upset we you so much. Your internet gave we out. Two. I went to Game Four, and I <laughs> I brought the downer. Um, but you saw what I think yeah. is the greatest All right. Steph Curry performance of his whole career in person. I did. It was it was terrifying. It was just absolutely like he got the ball in his hands, and everyone in in the garden just held their breath. <gasps> like, <gasps> and then, like I, I just I, w- I wanted somebody to tackle him, just like tackle him, put him on the line, give him his two points and a bruise, but don't let him hit a three pointer. Yeah, he's pretty good. I, I remember when Ben squeaked out a few tears when the Knicks got beat in the NBA Finals. And I remember uh-huh. thinking, I wish I could love a team that much. And I will uh-huh. admit, when Curry started crying in game six, I started crying. And maybe that's just the difference <laughs> between being 25 and being 52. But he yeah, totally right. got me. Like, Curry started crying. I was like, oh, oh me too, <laughs> me too. I, that, that 
I'm, I am I am definitely a sports fan who cares a whole lot and then forgets and can't remember what happened. I'm a little bit of an atheist sports fan, but that but, oh my yeah. god, this team! Oh, I love this team so much. Well, yeah, well, you player. have a, a transcendent player on your team, and when you you have a transcendent player, boy, that makes a real difference. When and you you're know, following them, who knows? But he actually seems like he might be a decent human being on top of that, which is right icing on the cake. So. All right. Well, enough Warriors talk here. Oh, I was hoping this was going to become a, an a NBA segment. free agency show because I'm, I'm ready for <laughs> hours of that, too. They just signed Kevin Looney. All right, let's get to <laughs> our three albums. Who goes first? I should go first because Ben has been dunking on me for weeks. Like, Ben comes Uh-oh. with, like, a doctoral thesis about his pick, and I'm like, Margaret Glaspie's good. So I'm going to go first because... <laughs> I am picking another kind of new uh, off the radar band because I'm trying not to repeat anything. And so I don't have a ton to say, except that this is a great record um, and a very promising band. At least I hope so. So New Zealand. Here's my favorite thing I learned today doing some research about this band. Did you know that there is a government program that gives bands money to tour internationally? so that New Zealand bands and their music can have an international reach wow. and influence. Shout out to New Zealand. I mean, uh, they, they listen to our podcast down there. We've got dedicated listeners down there. I got to so tell really you. Cool. And, and also the best interview that I did when I was promoting River Run was uh, from New Zealand. The, the, uh, the guy who interviewed me in, in New Zealand and his blog was the 13th floor guy. He was the greatest. He listened to my whole record. He interviewed me for an hour and and uh, I've been kind of following him ever since. Auckland is the place to be, man. Like everybody plays it because they want to go surfing. And apparently the the venues are clean and it's safe and you're not going to get COVID. But I just could not believe that the government, there's a young band like, hey, we made a record. And the government's like, hey, you could use 10 grand to go to wow. the United States and Europe so that you could sell some records. The name of this band is the Beths. Well, let's go do a live remote. What's that, Timmy? We should do a live remote in New Zealand. Let's go. I'm ready to go to Auckland. Be great. (laughs) So the Beths, um, this is their debut record. Infrequently, am I a debut record guy? Like, I actually am the guy who thinks bands tend to make their best record, like number two, three, four, at least the very greatest bands. Some bands hit a home run right out of the gate, and then they can't, you know, hello, Violent Femmes. There are some bands where the debut is the one. Um, it remains to be seen with these guys. They did sophomore slump. Their, their second record, uh, Jump Rope Gazers, that came out in 2020, I did not like nearly as much as this one. But this is a, a rare debut record where there's, there's a, I think, 10 songs on this record. I love eight of them. Um, this is a band that knows who they are. They, they wrote great songs. They didn't get in their way. They didn't overproduce it. They just obviously captured what is a pretty great live show and got an excellent recording of it on tape. Um, the Beths met in high school, which is very charming. Uh, the, t- the singer and guitar player and songwriter and lead guitar player have been friends since the 10th grade and have been in several bands. They met the other two while they were at university and Auckland. And so it's a homegrown thing. They started playing together in 2014. They didn't make the debut until 2018. They put out a little EP to warm themselves up. And then they, they put this record, Future Me Hates Me Out, 
Um, this is just one of those records where I heard the first five seconds and was like, I am going to love this record. And I was totally right. It didn't disappoint. It gets better as it goes along. I think the best song is track seven, which is the track I'm going to play. Um, I just think, uh, and, and again, this is nothing here is, is breaking new ground, except that it takes all the great elements of rock and roll and mixes them together, right? It's got the energy. It's got the tune smithing. It's got the great guitar playing. It's wonderfully mixed and recorded. It's got all this energy and it's not too perfect. Like the thing I love about the Beths is it doesn't sound like it was recorded on a computer, even though it surely was. And it doesn't sound like it's married to a click track, even though it definitely is. There's a looseness and an organic kind of openness to the mix that I just, my ears love. So I'm a huge fan of this band. I'm really sad that I didn't love their second record but I'm not giving up on them by any stretch. They put out a live record last year as a stopgap, um, which has all the songs from this record on it. And it, that record should just be called We Play the First Album a little bit faster in front of people. But it's really good. They're a good band. This is Happy Unhappy uh, by uh, a new band that I really love called The Beths. And my computer has frozen. I had that all set up so nicely, didn't I? And here we go. It's so good it's so it's complicated without being twee there's so many cool things going on in the arrangement when the bass jumps out in the pre-chorus so the guitar tone all those great Woo. call and response vocals it's just a smart uh it's, it's just a super competent example of great songwriting and engineering and recording i don't know i didn't research who produced or engineered this but they just did a great job like this is a great example of a band that used the studio Loved just it. enough but didn't uh, didn't overuse it and get in their own way. So I love this record. The Beths. I am a gargantuan fan of this record. Yeah. My favorite song is Not Running. Yeah, that's that a great song one. is a mainstay on my exercise mix. Nice. From the minute this album came out, I've kept it because it's a running mix. And so it's got Not Running just absolutely <laughs> perfect. Um, this is a prime example of a genre that I sadly am not going to get to feature um, in this time period, but... The female fronted power pop punk bands are just killing it. Yes. Killing it between sort of the, right, right around here, 2017, all the way up to the current day. Um, Slot Face is a, one that I mentioned, rec, band that I've mentioned from Sweden, and sometimes they're foreign bands. 
just absolutely fantastic, super extra mega fun. And the thing that I like about it is um, basically we're dealing with a, a set menu, right? Like there's only so many ingredients you can add to power yep. punk. Um, and having the female singer songwriter guitarist and the vibe that they bring to it. And then also the subject matter of the songs, it just changes. You know what I mean? Like it just right. brings a fresh new look at it. Absolutely love it. Couldn't this record, agree more. I couldn't, I'm with Jeff. This record's absolutely great. Woo! All right. Go Beths. I, I got to check it out. All right. Uh, on a different note, <laughs> I'm choosing a very established act. Her sixth album comes out this year. Brandy Carla. Yeah, this is a yeah, great let's pick. Go. She let's is go. from, she's born in 1981, lives outside Seattle, graduates high school, doesn't go to college, moves into Seattle to try and make it in the music industry. She meets two twins, the Hanseroth twins, who are identical twins and are really identical like interchangeable, yeah. identical when yeah, you see them right. on stage. Um, and one's a guitarist and one's a bassist, and she's a beautiful guitarist. She can also play a fantastic piano. Um, and they have amazing old-school, old-fashioned harmonies. And it's the sort of thing where you don't notice it as much on the record, um, although there are some songs like The Eye where you can really, really hear it. But it's a little bit like the Everly Brothers or the Beatles. You know what I mean? Like when you do the... the um, harmonies long enough it gets to be second nature it's like a basketball team that's been together for a long time that is a and perfect analogy blends perfectly Terrific. it comes in in every single song and that's Gillian welch and david rawlings totally. that's Stills what these Nash. three are like yep. um i i can't recommend seeing her live I'll, I'll get to the record in a second i can't recommend seeing her live highly enough i've already recommended it um sarah bonnaroo twice but my favorite was she did a week-long residency at the Ryman in Nashville, Tennessee. And oh, wow. The girls and India can Cannon. And we went and saw her on night one um, because we figured that was the night where all the guests would come. And yeah, the entire high women came. There were just guests out the wazoo. And she is an electric performer. Oh, so no good. doubt. Um, she's playing in Seattle after the, after the gold rush, basically. Um, and she's not a grunge act. So it takes her a minute to get signed. And when she gets signed, they don't really know exactly what to do with her. And you can actually see it through the albums that, first of all, every album has a couple of good songs on it. Um, yep. There's no doubt about that. And she's always been an electric live performer. I'm going to call out uh, my friends, Jill and Dan, India's college roommate, Jill. Uh, in the early 2000s they were like oh you got to go see brandy carlisle and i was like that like that folk act from the story and they're like, <laughs> you won't believe it she's fantastic and i was that's like it. all right that's and exactly what go... happened to me i heard the record of yeah. that that one song where she goes up an octave you're like this is a gargantuan talent but the records did not in any way prepare me for what for happens sure. live just could not agree more this is one of those once in a lifetime voices and just an electric personality, too. Just awesome. So as an example of this, in 2015, she puts out The Firewatcher's Daughter, which has several really, really good songs on it. But the cover is super interesting in comparison. That's her fifth album, like comparison to her sixth album. Her fifth album, she's got like a little like a floppy hat. And she is a beautiful woman. And I'm not trying to say anything about that. But it's like a really cute, like blonde woman is on the cover of the, 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 her fifth album. Her sixth album 
is this like really dark self-portrait with a bunch of bags under her eyes where she just looks haggard. Um, and it's on purpose. This is a, a middle-aged midlife crisis record. And as we've covered many times as 50-year-old white guys, it's one of my favorite genres. This one just absolutely murders me. There's not a bad song on this record. It's fantastic. I've already featured several different songs on this record. There are songs about being a parent. There are songs about losing your own parents. Um, there are songs about giving up on your dreams. And giving up is the wrong way to put it. There are songs about accepting where you are in your life and appreciating it. And that's what this record is about. She's like, I'm not going to be a gigantic rock star. I'm going to put out a record every three years with heartfelt songs on it that I've written carefully. And that's going to be my thing. And you know what? People are really going to like it. And it was, this is like her best-selling album. This was a huge hit. Just like got nominated for a bunch of Grammy awards. Um, the single was the joke. You could choose the joke. Um, my two favorite songs are, I've already played. Um, I'm going to choose my first favorite song on this record, which is in fact the very first song. And it's the, the name of the record comes from it. Uh, every time I hear that song, Jeff, do you want to hear the first verse, the second verse, or the third verse? You're muted. I want to hear the third verse, please. Excellent. Start at 220 for the third verse. Things you never told. That's twice. I was choking on some words. There were things unsaid between us. There were things you never told. That's twice you broke my heart down. The first was way back when. And to know you're still unhappy only makes it break again. By the way, I forgive you. Maybe I should thank you for giving me what I found Cause without you around I've been doing just fine By the way, I forgive you I never will, never will forget you for giving me what I found Cause without you First, you can hear the harmonies there. I mean, the harmonies are just absolutely beautiful. Second, her song craft. I mean, so this record is packed with these like little story songs. And this is a breakup song. And of course, I'm a huge fan of the breakup songs. But it's this amazing one where she's looking backwards on it. And she's like, I'm over you. It's, I'm, I'm really sad that you're still sad. And uh, she's like, you broke my heart. But now I'm actually the person who feels bad for you. I guess I should forgive uh -huh. you because I'm doing better. 
except when I hear that song. And I know, I mean, I'm sure both of you guys have oh, the exact same thing yeah. where it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't ever think about that person. I'm completely over it. And then the song comes on the radio. You're like, Oh, <laughs> uh, the phone. Jesus Christ. Oh, just reeling uh, me back. Like yeah. I just immediately right back in that moment. Don't play Absolutely pictures of you. The other thing, the other thing so brilliant about the song and as the, as the one uh, member of the podcast who's been through a divorce that like, I wouldn't have found what I found if I hadn't have met you in the first place. Yeah, like mm. a, a divorce yeah. that you survive teaches you all the lessons you need to make the right choice the second time, and that is so baked into this whole record. Like you don't have to regret the past if you can live a purposeful present, and that is the real lesson of growing older. Oh, right? oh, can we can we frame that on our t-shirts? We can put Say it on the other. We can put <laughs> it on the <laughs> back of the Clyde t-shirt. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't have to regret the past if what if you can live a purposeful present oh that's Ooh. pretty good i made that Dang. up i like that's it great I like it in a very good brandy carlisle-esque yeah stuff, yeah right? timmy wow that is lovely lovely oh. stuff i said oh, this wait, already Jeff, i just, yeah, I just yeah. want to say like i said this already but the best live performance on a television i've seen in a really yeah. long time was brandy doing broken horses on snl if you have not yep. watched that this is the second time i brought it up yeah i did Go to YouTube and watch that performance and tell me that isn't the best SNL performance. Yeah. I maybe ever. It's in the conversation. She it's so incredible. I, I did. I took your advice. I went and watched it, and she absolutely crushes it. I mean, she's just devastating. She's so good. Um, all right. Well, I, I've got a pick for 2018. This is an album I like. You know, I liked uh I like Mitski's album this year. There's a there's a band called uh, it's the best named band. What was it? We were we were promised Jetpacks. Uh, they had an album in 2018, but I'm going with an album that I, my fear is that the two of you will find this derivative, um, and I'm just gonna lean into that uh, and be okay with it. Um, because the the ground this particular artist is covering is a ground that I absolutely love. And what I want to do, Jeff Simons, is I want to play that first song I gave you. And if you could play the first 45 seconds, I think it's to the horns. And then tell me uh, the artist uh, or the band whose, uh, whose ground Nathaniel Rateliff is uh, covering. Go. that's uh austin powers's uh rec room is the is the genre that's being ripped off you're so mean you're the meanest person 
the world. Is that yeah. not perfect, though? That's exactly oh, yeah. what it sounds like. No, no. And also, what's the name of the Mark Ronson produced woman? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Amy Winehouse record. Yeah, that's totally. That's, yeah. What's the name of that song? That's that is that exact song. The it's doom, Valerie. Doom, doom, doom. Oh yeah. no, no, it's right. It's the other one. They um, ah, can't remember what it's called, but yes, from that Mark Ronson record. But it's like so, it's like late sixties, like trash, trashy soul. I love the sound of it. This finish talking about why you love this record, and I will tell you, I'm not going to dunk on it at all. But I'll tell you why I I wouldn't I wouldn't. Uh, buy it and listen to it but i don't object to it in any way shape or form have you ever seen him live yeah uh, i wonder what he's like live but he's I guess, great uh it, it's good yeah i bet you'd be a lot of fun seeing him live i really want you to play uh hey mama from the 205 mark because this is a uh, this this song kills me about going to your mother and say gosh i've been working so hard and and i knew it wasn't going to work out you know i knew it wasn't going to pan out you you had told me it wasn't going to pan out and I should have listened to you. Uh, and mom comes back with a little, a little dose of reality for her son. You ain't come far enough to say at least five times. You ain't worked hard enough to say So it's the, the 2018 adult contemporary version of Mama Said Knock You Out. <laughs> <laughs> or Mama Told Me Not to Come by Three Dog Night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So there's a whole subgenre of acts that are just great live and never make a good record. Mm. And this is one, this on my short list. Uh, I would also add Mark Broussard. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Mark Broussard. I don't know him. The soul no. singer. I saw him at South by Southwest. In 2004, it was like, I, I, it was, I was like, this is the one of the greatest singers I've ever heard in my life. This guy's gonna make sell a million records, and he never put a good record out. I would add the Jay Giles band huh. to that list, like 1970s Jay oh. Giles, one of the greatest live acts on the planet, and most of those we records never talk about that. are like two yeah. good songs and eight really shitty songs. And I don't know what it is, whether it's like if you're so wedded to a throwback sound like this that is like sweaty nightclub like there's nowhere to go with it except like boy this would be great if it was louder and i had a beer in my hand and there were four people standing around me but that you can't replicate that when you're just sitting at home listening to music so and maybe that's just my own like problem with this particular genre this particular sound but um 
that son of a bitch song, which made this guy's career. Right. But that's really fun in person. And it annoys the hell out of me when people <laughs> put it on just to listen to. Like, who wants to sit around and listen to like a, it's like putting on da 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 da. Hey, hey! at home. You know, like, why would you, oh. why would you oh, put that is, on to listen to is, at home? This is really awkward because that's, I was just listening. Never mind. I, I, <laughs> you, I usually listen to that before podcasts. Um <laughs> I don't know, Ben, do you disagree or? or... Uh, Dahlia really, really likes this band. Let's go, Dahlia. Um, do everybody who wasn't me went to go see them at Bonnaroo just a couple of weeks ago. This oh. is the act that I skipped to get ready for um, Zach Bryan. Oh, How about that? Okay. Um, I don't like them. They're like discount Avet Brothers, Mumford & Sons to me. Um, with maybe oh, a little really? Bit more, no, little they bit have soul. Horns. They have horns. Wow. I know, but they really don't have soul because it's a white guy. Like they just, oh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I apologize for dunking on you. I just don't care. Oh, for by the way, by the way, well, what low did, budget did, Mumford and Sons is the meanest thing that's been said on this podcast in a couple. I said months. with horns. I added with horns. But I mean, <laughs> we trolled Mumford and Sons <laughs> like they had caused deaths in our families. And you just call this guy not quite Mumford and Sons. <laughs> Woo! Wait, when when uh when Dahlia and everyone else went, did did they did they enjoy themselves? Put on a good show? Did they? They said it was good. They said oh, it was I'm good. sorry, it wasn't Dahlia. It was Georgia. Georgia went. Dahlia didn't Georgia. go at all this time. Okay, sorry. But Dahlia likes them too. Dahlia does like them, and she repped them and said that we should go see them. And she's mad at so, me for not liking them. So which again, this is a, this is another one where it's like this does sound like a genre that I should like. I just don't like them weird huh i just gotta i gotta hang out never mind um all right yeah you, yeah i know that, that, that was gonna be all kinds of not right there's a whole so, also like there's uh, a whole what? podcast for us to have at some point and maybe we bring in the age-old guys but like bands you're supposed to love that you just cannot bring yourself to like oh that's really because they're there's like bands that sound just like bands I love that make me want to puke. And I, I would be interested <laughs> to try to figure out what's what's missing besides like Mojo or X Factor or authenticity. Like they're they're usually it's an intangible thing. So something. Speaking of the age old podcast, can I give our friends some uh can I do some shameless uh yeah, sure. What do you got? I guessed it. Uh, they, their show on Tuesday is called greatest songs ever written under two minutes. And, uh, uh, rich price picked one of my own songs. And so a new Jeff Simon song is going to world premiere on the age old question. Wow. Coming to wow. Yeah. Wait, you've just, have you written it recently? I wrote it a long time ago, but I actually finished a recording that I'm going to put out in a couple of weeks. So I gave it to them, uh, first. What's, what's the name? It's called the little fuck you song, and it is oh, seven, I remember that. seventy-one I remember that seconds song. of glory. So that's anyway. a great song. Yeah, if you have seventy-one <laughs> seconds, check it out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Cannot wait. Speaking of other music podcasts, uh, Bill Noto from Their Very Best reached out to us. He would like uh, to do a collaboration with us, the two podcasts getting together to decide songs that definitely have to be on a road trip mixtape. Oh, that sounds and, fun. And what songs will we not abide by uh, on that particular road trip? <laughs> I'll take the bus. Thank you. Anyways. That sounds great. I, those guys are great. Um, 
I, I was a guest on that podcast as well. Um, they're doing like essential songs by uh, artists. Yeah. And what's right. interesting about them is they are picking like they are like rooting around in the weeds for the artists that they're selecting, which is part of what makes it fun. Like they're, you know, they did Beck and then they did Morphine. Like that was their like third band. And what was great is the surviving members of Morphine were the guests the following week to talk about the oh, Morphine songs awesome. that they picked. So if you pick little tiny bands, they will come and talk to you. So that, that's yeah, probably a good that's lesson for cool. us. So that's All amazing. Right. Uh, gentlemen, it is good to be with you again. Yeah. To, to, to have this moment in our lives. And look at that. We just made Although, it to the end before the know, iPad gave out. My spiritual <laughs> journey in the desert, a la Jim Morrison, was great as well. Oh, it brought at some real point you clarity. have to hear Ben's version of that movie. The, Ben's, <laughs> I Ben's, can't wait. Ben's review of that Doors movie with Val Kilmer is one of the funniest. I actually think I had literal tears rolling down my face when Ben did his Doors movie review. All that right, so, list- so great. listeners, for next week, you've got one week. Here's your homework. Watch Oliver Stone's movie, The Doors, starring Val Kilmer. Yeah, because you and have we'll three all- hours to kill. <laughs> we'll all get back here next week and break it down. I'll just say just- that the, the punch, the, the one I really... Remember his band is like in that movie, the mystic shaman is a fifth member of the band. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite insight. <laughs> oh, still, still kills me. It's been 40 uh, years. That still kills me. <laughs> oh. All right, gentlemen. I'll Kenny, talk well to you done, later. man. Yep. Well Jeff, Jeff, throw this in Dropbox if you get a chance. I will. Be Please. well, friends. See you for 2019. Right. See you. Bye. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electric acid.